0: marketing can be an incredible force for good it can also be complicated and confusing i'm erica mills barnhart and i love marketing on this podcast i will share everything i know about it with you in the hopes of bringing clarity to the marketing chaos motivation is for the mind inspiration is for the heart and great marketing has both So whatever your mission, if you want to make the most of it, this podcast is for you. Welcome to Marketing for Good. Okay, in the last episode, I walked through how and why I ended up writing an ebook called Recharge, which is about using words to energize employees. And humans, like generally speaking, there's precisely nothing new, right? With me talking and writing about words and how to use them and to produce a given output or outcome. That's anyone who's been following this podcast or me will be like, yep, nope, you and words, nope, nothing new there. <laughs> We've been that a real long time. The sort of newish part was, and I took go into much more detail in the last episode, was the transition from the output. Or the outcome of my work being exclusively, or at least mainly focused on marketing, and then the transition to it—you uh, know—kind of my realization that that how I was using words, which was much more supporting and supportive of efforts to create cultures where people feel included and inspired. And is that handy for marketing? Well, yes, yes, it is, but it's not exclusive to it. And this, you know, this focus on cultures and specifically cultures where people feel included and inspired. You know, as an antidote to the great resignation and the languishing and the malaise that so so many folks are feeling, and this so so the reason that this matters so much, right? Is no one can do their best work when their batteries are on empty. Like you know, if you have a phone or anything that needs to be charged, like it just can't do its job um, if the batteries are if it's out of batteries. So, but charging charging those puppies up can be daunting. So this is where the insight that words matter because they are matter and therefore have energy that you can tap into comes becomes very 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 handy right because you you end up realizing you have this almost infinite resource of energy that you can tap into and that you're tapping into anyway right so we're just sort of repurposing the focus of your words and uh, having them serve you in a different way so that's out of all that, uh, recharge was born. Okay, so if you missed the last episode, maybe rewind. I know that that's like not a thing with podcasts, but you know, go back to the last um, episode and listen to that before listening to the rest of this because it is um, kind of important context. And the the bits about words being energy or what I call the energetics of language um, are important, and they're I don't use this term lightly, but you know, it's empowering. It's empowering to know that you have right there for you anytime you want it, this resource, this resource that is words and communication and language. Um, So that's super cool. All right, let's dive into the book a little bit more. So the book of the book is about the three C's, cleaning out mental clutter, especially the negative mental clutter, connecting with purpose, and then creating momentum. Before we go into the three Cs and what you'll see in the book is I talk about two beliefs that that I believe, beliefs that I believe, uh, are getting in the way of employers doing a, a better job of like doing their employees a solid when it comes to charging themselves back up, um, especially after the last few years. So the first belief is that employees only bring their work self to work, like we have these distinct lives and selves. And the second belief is that Productivity is categorically positive. So reg- regarding that like first belief, it's it, I mean, it's sort of goofy when you think about it. And it harkens from a time long, long ago before social media came along and other technology and whatnot, when that line between professional and personal um was already getting blurry. And then and then the pandemic happened, and then the Zoom meetings. Uh, Just, you know, where there's like kids and dogs and things falling over and horns honking and doors buzzing, like just so many things happening that don't have, you know, that don't or didn't happen um, for folks who were in a physical workspace. Now, this created a lot of awkward moments, of course. But the blessing, or at least a silver lining, is that it did, you know, it made just people as people, a bit more obvious that this, this distinction that we had been working so hard um, to maintain just wasn't available to us anymore. And that in the end, that was very humanizing, right? Very humanizing. So, you know, some employers are like, it's not my job to help my employees recharge. They can do that on their own time. If you take that approach, I mean, you do you, but as the title of the 2021 McKinsey report says so plainly and, um, Directly, if you take that approach, you're going to watch your employees leave. Right? Employees are craving purpose uh, in their lives, and therefore in their in their workplace. I mean, 82% um, want to have a sense of purpose uh, with their work, and that's why the second the second C is about connecting with purpose, both personal and then organizational. So, again, I acknowledge that you know this this focus on or sort of a prioritizing of Um, employees and getting them to a place where they do feel inspired and included and where they can do their best work. Not all employers are going to jump on that bandwagon. um, And the ones that do uh, will reap the rewards. So there's no downside to making people feel awesome. There just isn't. Um, So all things being equal. As the economists like to say, why not do it right? And with recharge, there's kind of there's no reason for leaders not to not to not to give it a go because the three C's are simple, they're practical, they're fun, and employees can do them anytime, anywhere uh, they want. So there's no downside to it. The other belief that gets in the way is the idea that productivity is categorically positive. So, like the first belief, this harkens back to like the industrial era or industrial, yeah, the industrial era. Um, things were more transactional, right? We were, we were producing different things. So, productivity um, had a different role. But now we operate in what Aaron Hurst calls the purpose economy. So, purpose becomes currency, it is currency. And I say in the book, and I'm going to quote it here you know, it's time to create company cultures that prioritize humanity over productivity. Now, Am I saying to encourage employees to be categorically unproductive? (laughs) No, of course not. I'm suggesting that companies and their leaders take a people-first approach, like truly, truly, not just lip service to this idea, not just words, right? And words obviously need to be backed up um, pervasively throughout the culture, through action, people first approach. So the productivity, meaning, you know, the outputs and eventually the outcomes are done more joyfully and more sustainably. When this is sort of the vibe, all boats rise. Um, It makes everything that you're trying to do as an organization so much, just so much easier. Um, And it's not like everybody's going to show up every day and be like, oh my... I'm so excited to be here. Yay. Uh, you know, like I'm trying to be completely Pollyanna about the whole thing, but the, you know, you can feel it when even on a bad day, somebody shows up and they're like, okay, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I feel grateful to be here. Yay. Right. So even, you know, what does productivity mean in your company culture? Have you specifically defined it? It's very powerful to define it. Yeah, especially in the purpose economy, it's worth taking time to unpack that and be able to describe it for for the work you do for for your mission, vision, values, and purpose as an organization. Okay, so if we let go of these two beliefs and we embrace the idea that people are bringing their full awesome selves to work, then we can move into the specifics of energizing said awesome humans um, by using words as charging cables. I'm pretty sure I can't say this enough, so I'm going to say it one more time. Words matter because they are matter. They have energy. They have physicality. Every thought you have lays tracks in your brain, and those add up over time. Those become neural pathways. This is why the first C is about clearing out negative mental clutter. In the book, I talk about ants. (laughs) I have to say, I lived this so long ago. Oh, my gosh. So far in my rearview mirror, I was an exchange student in Paris um, yes, it was amazing. It was also a very complicated and hard year for a variety of reasons. <laughs> One of my distinct memories for a while, I lived with this woman and she loved to bake, which meant there was like always sort of a, a like you would just walk in the kitchen and just sort of feel sugary, um, like everywhere. It never quite went away and she was quite meticulous about cleaning, but, um, sugar was always lingering. And so not surprisingly at some point, we got an ant infestation, sugar, sugar ants made an appearance. And, you know, was she like, she waged a full on battle against these ants. It was, it was quite something to behold. And eventually, eventually uh, we got rid of them, but it took a lot of effort to get rid of those ants. So now in the context of, you know, Recharging our batteries, um, and getting re-energized. I'm of course talking about automatic negative thoughts, so not sugar ants, um, but those thoughts in our mind, mental ants. Um, that, that they're there day in, day out, always with us. Now, again, since our thoughts take on physicality in the form of neural pathways, physical ants, sugar ants, and the ants in your brain actually have some similarities, right? And so, in the book, I go into this a bit more. But like, how do you get rid of, how do you, how, how, how do you get rid of the ants in your brain? And I offered the antidote of uh, pairing an, an ant with an APT. I know an APT, it's just not, you know, doesn't roll off the tongue as much, but APT stands for automatic positive thought. Okay. So, you know, there's a lot out there that's like, if you have negative thought, just turn it around and make it positive. There's actually a lot of research to say that doesn't work. Um, or it works maybe fleetingly, very momentarily. What's far more powerful is to pair, uh, to pair a negative thought with a positive thought. Right. So with a positive thought. So for instance, and, and if you're like starting this work of just noticing your thoughts, um, and that, even that, and that feels overwhelming, which it can, it totally can notice how many times you say should have just the word should have, I should have drank more water today, Mm, you know, but I didn't. Okay. So turn them around. I should have drank more water today and tomorrow I will drink more water, right? I should have lifted heavier weights during my workout today. I had this thought earlier. Um, That can become, yeah, I could have lifted heavier weights today and tomorrow or next time I'll give that a go, right? I know exactly where the weights are. I have everything I need to make that happen, right? And so it goes. So this pairing of, you know, the negative and acknowledging it being like, yeah, that sucks with a positive alternative. It's the, and it's the power of the, and, um, with this antidote. Okay. So again, more in the book, uh, but clearing out mental clutter is the first C because it's just tough to focus on anything else. Like until you first stand, you know, with an ant infestation going on, whether or not those are sugar ants or mental ants, you have to address them. And this isn't, you know, this is just how we are wired as humans, our negative thoughts, are trying to protect us, uh, so you know we, we want to honor them, thank them for what they're trying to do, and just let them know we got it, we're okay, right? We're okay without without the negativity in there. And in fact, once you create a little space uh, in your mind, um, then you can move on to things like connecting with purpose. And then once that's in place, then you create momentum, right? Okay. So you have the basics on beliefs that are no longer serving leaders and employers. So strong encouragement to at least be open to shifting on those. And you know, the first C um, about clearing out mental clutter. So after you listen to this, just if, you, if you're, you might already be somebody who's in the habit, you know, you're already doing this, the, the mind work. Um, but if this is new, just take a few hours after this and just notice your thoughts. You know, you can jot them down is really awesome. Getting them out of your mind and onto paper or, you know, your computer or whatever. Do that. Just notice. No need to judge them. They're just there doing their job. Just notice and see what you learn. See what shape and energy the thoughts have for you. And this will give you insight into what your APTs might be and set you on a solid path to an ant free existence. Mm, it probably won't be ant free again. We're human, um, but at least it will be less, less ant pervasive, right? Uh, the ratio of ants to APTs will shift right? So you can have that existence, which is free. In the next episode, we will talk about the last two C's, connecting with purpose and creating momentum. I can't wait. Um, I love all the all the three C's and it's uh, really encouraging to hear how this is landing for folks, how just these really teeny tweaks in terms of... Um, In terms of what you're doing with words and really the shift to like oh my gosh they have energy that is a source i can tap into um you know that's pretty energizing so notice your thoughts just for a bit right just start right there and when we come back together we'll talk about those other two things in the meantime please never forget this you are amazing thank you for all you're doing in the world do good be well and we will see you next time Thanks for listening to the Marketing for Good podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share on Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like more information about Claxon University, how to make more impact in and for your organization, or hiring me to speak or coach, go to claxonmarketing.com or reach out at info at claxonmarketing.com. Again, thanks for listening, and thanks for making our world a better place.